Because there's a difference between needing prayer. God, I need you. You're the handyman. Come help me. Right. Fix this. Fix, yeah, call fix, the fix-it man. Yeah. That's rather not... than calling the fix-it man. Uh, the people that, that we really want to work with right. are those who really want more of God in their entire life and especially in their business. Mm-hmm. Where they really want God to be at the helm of their business and, and uh, be a part of every aspect of how they run their business. That's co-founder of Marketplace Rock, Amy Everett, our guest on today's episode of Eternal Leadership. I'm Steve Ryder, and recently Amy sat down with my co-host John Ramstead and I to talk about her organization, Marketplace Rock. They're partnering with businesses through prayer, and she's going to talk about the sorts of dramatic shifts that are occurring as they do that. Here's how I got that conversation started. John, it was a couple months ago, you and I were in Denver at the Colorado Christian Business Alliance Conference, and there was one point at which this lady, who was one of the panelists, she spoke, and immediately, as soon as she started speaking, you and I looked at each other and we said, we need to have her on, and she needs to be on very early in this, and so I'm excited to have Amy Everett here on the broadcast. Oh, welcome, Amy. And you know, here's what jumped out at me when you were talking. I have seen in my own personal life, just going through some injury and recovery, the power of prayer, prayer answered, healing. Uh, you know, I should, there, there's really no reason I'm alive today. And what I saw you doing is connecting, uh, which I hadn't really thought about before, connecting prayer as a covering over our businesses, not just our personal lives, you know, our relationships, our, you know, we think of, you know, hey, let's have a prayer, a call for prayer because we have, we have cancer, uh, you know, somebody, you know, died unexpectedly, you know, it's really those times that uh, when we have some real challenges in our life that we reach out to community for prayer. But prayer's not meant just for those times of stress, is it? And not that's what all. you were talking about. Not so yeah. so tell us all a little bit about Marketplace Rocks, and I'd love to tell hear a little bit more about your journey so our, our, our listeners can get to know you a little bit, and then we yeah. can talk about what you're doing right now. Okay. Well, thank you guys for having me here. This is exciting. I, when, you co- when you told me what you were doing with these podcasts, it was like, yeah, that, that's needed in the marketplace um, as uh, something that's outside of church, but that really focuses on leaders. So I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Marketplace Rock, um, we're all about prayer and intercession for business people. Mm -hmm. Um, We call it uh, guiding people to higher levels uh, in God's kingdom and in their workplace. And uh, Marketplace Rock, the rock stands for Reflections of Christ's Kingdom. So as we guide people to higher levels, the, the, the goal is to ha- help each of our clients to better reflect Christ's kingdom in their everyday walk in business. So uh, it's, um, it's prayer and intercession. We provide in, in our prayer sessions with clients, there's often spiritual coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is very often uh, mm-hmm. our, our goal with our intercessors is to provide uh, prophetic encouragement. Because one of the things business leaders often lack is somebody who will walk alongside them and say, you can do this. 
um, as people at the top, especially business owners, they uh, tend to feel often feel isolated and uh, not have anybody who to, to literally commensurate with them or to encourage them, especially through prayer, especially through talking to God together. And uh, so um, spiritual encouragement, prophetic encouragement is one of the things that we do with clients. It sounds like you're coming from a place that you've personally been there, you personally experienced this. What, what, what's your background? Uh, about 27, 28 years in the marketplace as a marketing um, and marketing consultant and trainer uh, focused in the call center space. Okay. So a lot of work with startups as well mm. as Fortune 50 companies to, uh, to help them improve the efficiency and effectiveness of their call centers. So, you know, as you went through that career, where were the, some of the things you talked about, right? The, the, the guidance, the spiritual journey, the, uh, were there, were there times during that period where you found it was just very challenging for you to operate both in the business world and in your faith? Was there anything there that, that crossed that was? Well, the interesting thing is out of those 26 some years, it's only been the last 17 that I've been in the kingdom. Okay. So much of what I did was what any secular consultant would do, which is when you've got more expertise or more knowledge in your client, you tell them what to do and how to do it, mm -hmm. and you hope that they will listen, and you hope that you have a strong enough relationship that they will do what, they t what you are recommending them that they do. Um, interestingly, from the moment I accepted Christ, I was compelled to pray hmm. for everything and anything at any time with anybody. Uh, and the first time I did that in a workplace setting, kind of freaked me out and when you say you did that was that praying, praying were you with on your own or you're praying like no, did you say praying, can i pray with you that's praying with a client it's literally a client apologizing to me for missing two phone calls in a row two phone meetings in a row and explaining that it was because his wife was in the hospital and my immediate reaction was um 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 do you believe in the power of prayer <laughs> can i pray for you mm. and his immediate response was oh yes and if you would pray that would be awesome our relationship skyrocketed from there when I prayed for him and for his wife. And from there, anything that I recommended had more credence with him because we had a spiritual connection. Mm. Now, if you ask somebody if you could pray for them and they're clearly not a believer, and tell me about that and how that was I've, received. I've never had anybody in the work world say no. Mm -mm. We do a ministry to the homeless and we'll have people who are homeless it'll say no but i have never had anybody in the workplace refuse prayer now you talked about intercessory prayer what exactly is intercessory prayer and what does it look like so intercessory prayer is standing in the gap for another individual it's interceding to god on behalf of people in need and in at marketplace rock we have clients who have authorized us and are compensating us for being their intercessors, for standing in the gap for them. So they have given us permission to speak into their lives spiritually, to ask them the tough questions about what needs, what prayer needs that they have, and to be there, be part of their spiritual authority as uh, we're delving into issues in their personal life or in their business or in the it could be relationships with their clients or it could be relationships with their employees now is this a not-for-profit organization or is it a for-profit organization so 
uh, technically we are registered as an LLC, but we run Marketplace Rock as a not-for-profit, which means after all expenses, after any salaries get paid, uh, any remaining profit gets actually poured back into the prayer movement nationwide. Mm. So we, so, su- we support Houses of Prayer, we support National Day of Prayer, we support a number of different ministries. So Marketplace Rock is, uh, tell us more about the organization. Is it a national organization? Uh, we are national in scope. We're headquartered here in Colorado. Uh-huh. The majority of our intercessors and clients are here in Colorado, but we do have clients in Florida. We've got uh, intercessors that are out of state. Um, we've got uh, uh, clients in various places in Arizona. Um, so we are national, but uh, we're and we're growing. We're we're looking always always for uh, expansion in that area. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. So let's say I was your client, right? And you you said something here that piqued my interest. You said you talk about you know standing in the gap for for me, my business, my company. And you said you you ask the tough questions to really narrow what those prayers need to be. Could you could you talk more about that? So. In, in some situations, clients may have a, um, let's say they've got a cash flow issue. Right. So why do you have a cash flow issue? Mm. Is the revenue not coming in or are your expenses too high? Are you overspending? Are you? So we get into a little bit of the business side of it, but it's really into the stewardship of their business. But it goes beyond that because it goes into um, the spiritual realm of what could be blocking if it's if your expenditures are not high and it's just it's literally you've got a pipeline that has got half a million dollars in the pipeline but it's not coming in what's blocking it so we look at the spiritual issues of what could be going on in your life what could be going on in the life of your employees what's happening in the community around you uh, is there literally, and this may be a stretch for some people, but is there literally a spiritual issue in the building that you occupy? Has the building been defiled in some way and mm. your revenue stream is being blocked because of a defilement in the building? Hmm. That's a big hole. <laughs> like, that's a stretch for some people. Well, I don't know. It, to me, it just makes so much sense. But I, th- I think you're right, tough question. So it's very powerful to really dig in, to have a client open up to you mm-hmm. and share with you some of these personal items. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, you, because some, until they share that with you, you can't pray for them exactly, effectively, right? Exactly. And in some cases, it's deep sin that when they confess it, it's like, okay, now we can deal with it. Now we can help you get past this. And if we don't do it directly ourselves, then we refer them to somebody who can really minister to them mm. on an inner level to get past the deep, deep issues in their lives. So this could be almost Christian therapy. It could be mm-hmm. discipleship. It could be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking for those opportunities to connect them to somebody to, to go fix deeper. any brokenness and sin in the past mm-hmm. so they're healthy exactly. and then can move forward. Exactly. So how do you partner with the business owner in such a way that they're not passing off responsibility for praying for their business to somebody else. Here, I'm going to pay this organization to pray for my business, and they're going to take care of it. Yeah, so here's the awesome thing is that they're not off the hook. It doesn't work, does it? No, No. it's not like you're outsourcing your prayer. Um, We meet with our clients weekly, the majority of them. Some of them only want to meet monthly, but we meet with them weekly, typically by phone. 
some of them in person if they if they choose to go that route. Um, so we are engaging with them regularly, and as part of our uh, prayer time with them, it's not just us praying for them, and it's not just them telling us what needs to be prayed for. We will often put it back on them and say, "All right, you pray for this issue, and we'll be in agreement with you on it." Hmm. So we teach and encourage our clients how to pray, and how to pray in authority, not just God's will be done. Because if you know what God's will is, you can speak with authority into what God's will is for the business. So talk about that. You talked about that before: spiritual authority, praying in authority. So a business owner has spiritual authority over their business because it's their business just as they have a, ownership they have ownership of it just as a the husband is the head of the household and has spiritual authority over the family the business owner has spiritual authority over their business but they need to learn what that means for them they need to understand how how to walk in that authority and not passively let things happen you know as a as a business owner because I, I've run companies right it's pretty clear to me the day-to-day operations, what I have authority over, marketing, sales, project management, research and design, right? As a, as a father, I, I, I have authority over my children and I raise them that way. My, you know, my wife and I are marriage. So what you're saying, this is almost a learned skill, is how to almost see my role as not just the physical owner of a business, mm-hmm. but when I, ask, when I invite God to be part of my life and part of this business, now there's also spiritual... Correct ownership in this business and a spiritual responsibility for the employees interesting now now is this when you share this with people is this a new concept for them in many cases yes because a lot of people will have their their life compartmentalized that church and family right are somewhat spiritual for me or are spiritual for me yeah and then i go to work and on yeah. sunday i go back to church and that's where my spiritual life kicks in again and then monday i go to work and Many business people, owners in particular, haven't caught the vision of inviting God into every aspect of work. So when you're invited in, have, is that something you notice regularly, is that there's this complete separation? No, quite frankly, the clients that get it, that yeah. bring us in, are the ones that get it. Okay. And they want more of God in their workplace. Hmm. They want to see his manifest presence be made known in the workplace. What does that look like? When that happens, when God comes into somebody's business, when somebody partners with God, what sorts of things are you seeing out there? And you have any sto- I'd love everything, to hear some stories. Everything from, from um, people being healed in the workplace as, as an owner or as people pray over each other being healed to um, revenue streams seemingly miraculously coming into play. We had one client that hired us because she wanted more of God in her business. And she doesn't even own the business. She's a territorial sales manager. She wanted more of God in her business. We met with her the second week of, I think it was June of this year, the second week of June, and she had zero revenue to date in her pipeline, actually sold in her, in her, in her business for that month. And uh, literally within a week of engaging with us and letting us pray and intercede with her, we had a two-hour session with her face-to-face, and then um, our intercessors prayed for her. Within one week, all the revenues for the month she needed came in. Would you be able to share what came out of some of the the, the questions and the, the, the time that you spent with her finding what to pray about? Part of it was a commitment of letting God in. That was okay. number one. 
Number two was giving us spiritual authority to say, yes, I want you to pray and intercede for me and signing on the dotted line, I give them authority to pray and intercede for us. Mm. That I believe was the major breakthrough because it was literally saying, yes, I want God in my business and yes, I want these people praying and interceding for me and I am praying in agreement with them. So it was like that, that three-stranded cord between us and her and, her and God that was solidified by her right. signing the agreement and letting us be a part of her prayer team. May I give you another te- other testimony? The stories are crazy. I mean, we had one client that, that um, was having cash flow issues and simply asked us, pray and intercede, that um, somehow this be taken care of. Well, he had to dip into a line of credit for $14,000 to cover the payroll for that month. That's hard to do. And literally, as we prayed and interceded, with again, within a week, a vendor walked into his office that he was not expecting and said, here's your bonus check for this year. And it was in the amount of $14,000, which allowed him to immediately pay off that debt. Hmm. What does that do for a business owner when, when they start partnering with you and they see what do you, what do you think it, yeah, what do you think it does to their faith I'm sure it it skyrockets their faith and who God is and who what how, what God how God cares about their business skyrockets so here's a following question what does that do for their influence in that company as a believer with their faith because that must have that must seeing this in real life when you're coming in interceding now it takes their ability to influence others mm-hmm. to a different level, right? Yeah, and that that flows into as we coach and mentor and work with our clients and pray with them on a, on a regular basis, that flows into them feeling compelled to do that with their employees. So we have several clients now that host a weekly, instead of just a weekly company meeting, it's a weekly prayer meeting. Now, a question for you. Now, this is... Uh, just out of my own curiosity, because this comes up a lot with the with the business leaders I work with. I want to bring God in. I want to bring prayer in. I want to bring Bible study in. I want to dedicate this whole company to God. But I've that's never been my culture before, mm-hmm. and I just saw this these results. What are the legal HR issues, things like that? I I personally think people have. I think Satan's done a great job of making it a Fearful. mountain out of a molehill mm-hmm. and created fear on moving forward. And I'd love I had just your bus- thoughts on that. I had one business owner tell me that as part of her hiring process, right. she makes it very clear to anybody she interviews that we are a Christian company. We pray at the beginning of every meeting. You don't have to be a Christian to work here, but you have to agree to be in the meeting while we're praying. You don't have to participate in the prayer but you can't be opposed to it. So you need to know that coming in, this is who we are. Mm. And if you meet the qualifications, you wanna work here, that's great. You don't have to be a Christian, you don't have to pray, but you have to know that's how these meetings are run. So when you set the stage from the beginning, they have an option. How about if I'm making a mid-course correction? Well, that may be a different, so then you may make, the, in, in some of our clients, they may make it optional. That the meetings, the prayer, prayer portion of the meeting starts at 8.30, the business meeting portion starts at 8.45. But, so here's what I'm hearing though, and this is so encouraging. You have, you've worked with clients, business owners, leaders at, in different uh, points on the continuum, not only bringing in intercessory prayer for the business, mm-hmm. but then also maybe enhancing that culture right mm-hmm. and encouraging mm-hmm. uh into the workplace how i work yeah. with my employees so yeah. as a resource they can reach out they can talk with you yes. connect with you 
You can coach them through this, mm -hmm. right? You can consult with them on how to do this. Mm -hmm. If they're afraid of the big government boogeyman, you can show them how to just, you know, turn mm -hmm. the light on and he goes poof. Well, um, well, not always, but it's 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 basically if God is in it, right? The government won't have an effect, right? So it's all yeah. it's all a matter of how you approach it. I mean, if you're going to approach it from a religious perspective yeah. of we're going to put these policies in place, that's different than from God's telling me that now is the time to start praying with my employees. If God's in it, who's going to be against it? So if God's put that longing on your heart to to reshape the culture mm -hmm. of your business, of your business, there's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. There's a way forward. It might look murky and mysterious and maybe even a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you've worked with people, you've done this before, mm -hmm. and there's an answer, mm -hmm. right? That is yes. very comforting. Yeah, yeah. And we have testimonies of not even within our within Marketplace Rock, but I've met a, a gentleman from South Africa that had a very, very large, uh, large equipment, um, earth moving kind of mm -hmm. business, mm -hmm. and uh, he tra he did that transition, and his testimony is powerful. Because not only did he transition his company into a prayer-based company, yeah. he ended up starting the global prayer movement. No kidding. Uh -huh. the, global, In, the global day of prayer. So what about for those that aren't the business owner? What about the individual that's a middle manager? He wants to change the prayer culture of his team. How would they go about praying for the company and their team? Same way. Same way. They simply need to engage and make a decision that that's what God's calling them to do and begin to do it. And it can be, depending on the environment, if it's a hostile environment or not hostile environment, but depending on the environment, it could be done on the job over lunch or it can be done after work hours. There's, there's a variety of ways of, of approaching it. So who, who's the, the perfect person for you to talk to? It sounds to me like it's not just the business owner, business leader. It could be anybody, right? It could be anyone, um, but the but ones that ideal? really catch it and the ones that are willing to invest in it yeah. are the business owners. So people are in a leadership role in a company. Mm -hmm. they, they need prayer. They want to reshape they, the culture. It's, it's, more, it's more they want more of God oh, in their okay. business. Because there's a difference between needing prayer, God, I need you, you're the handyman, come help me. Right, fix this, fix, yeah, call fix, the fix-it man. Yeah, That's rather not... than calling the fix-it man. The people that, that we really want to work with right. are those who really want more of God in their entire life, and especially in their business. Mm -hmm. Where they really want God to be at the helm of their business and be a part of every aspect of how they run their business. Amy, I know the idea is going to strike some people wrong in terms of paying somebody to pray for their business or to pray for their workplace. Mm -hmm. they're, they're immediately going to go to that, that story in Acts where it was Peter and James and Peter and John. I don't remember who it was, but they were walking and the sorcerer said, I want to buy your, this power. It, it's going to feel that way to them. How do you or, respond or, to those people? Or, or like the Catholics paying for indulgences. Yeah. And and yeah, I get that. Um and this is this is different because this is a relationship. Our intercessors become in relationship with our clients and they are um spiritually counseling and and encouraging and spiritually protecting our clients in a relationship. So as part of that relationship, a worker is worth his wages. 
and yeah. where where a a business owner might say, how is this different from my wife praying for me or our home group always prays for my business. The difference is even the, even the priests were in the, in the temple were taken care of. They, they had no needs because their food needs were met, their clothing needs were met, their housing needs were met. Um, and pastors' needs are met. Worship leaders, typically their needs are met. Uh, intercessors who dedicate hours and hours every week of praying and interceding for a client deserve to be compensated. They deserve to be taken care of so that they can continue to devote the time. And that's one of the big differences is this isn't, this, this isn't the uh, owner's spouse praying for his business uh, as part of her morning prayers. This is uh, an intercessor who will dedicate 30, 40 minutes a week or an hour or two a week praying and interceding for a business owner. This is a person committed to seeing the spiritual success and the business success, the uh, sec the, uh, the real success of the business. Um, so it is a relationship and a time commitment that deserves compensation. Amy, in closing for this episode, could you pray for people out there that are listening that are hungry, they want something more, they want to see change in their company, in the organization they work for, in the organization they run? Um, can you pray for them? Sure. So, Lord God, we just come in agreement today, Lord, for those that are listening to this podcast who are business leaders. I ask, Lord God, that you do a mighty, revolutionary work in their mind, their will, and their emotions, that they are so drawn to wanting more of you, more of you in their personal life, more of you in their work life that they want to dedicate their business to you, Lord God. I ask that you transform their minds, Lord Jesus. Help them to see, Lord God, how much you love them as an individual and as a business owner and how much you want to bless them through their business. I thank you, Jesus, for that transformational work in everyone listening, Lord God, that they have a passionate, burning desire for more of you above all else. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. And we plan on having Amy back on Eternal Leadership early next year. And if what she talked about resonated with you, I can't recommend highly enough reaching out to her and her partner, Vicki. You can go find them at MarketplaceRock.com. That's MarketplaceRock.com. It'll be on the show notes at our website, eternalleadership.com, and it's also embedded in the description of this MP3 if you're listening on a smartphone or tablet. Speaking of us, I'd love to invite you to our private LinkedIn group. It's a place where you can interact with John, myself, and many of the thought leaders and professionals just like yourselves. Just go to LinkedIn and type Eternal Leadership in the search box and look for our group. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eternal leadership. And if anything that we've shared on this show has resonated with you, please help us get the word out. You can do that through social media by giving this podcast feed a rating on iTunes. We've got those ideas plus a whole lot more on our website, eternalleadership.com. 
This episode of Eternal Leadership was recorded at Mission Coffee Roasters in Colorado Springs. Next time on Eternal Leadership, Dr. C. Peter Wagner joins us to talk about his book, Church in the Workplace. Every Christian in the extended church understands both rule books. Because on Sunday they go to the nuclear church and they, they switch. They, they know what the rule book is. We've been raised in that. We understand that. We We've been taught it. And they understand because most of the week they're out there and they understand the other culture. However, the leaders of the nuclear church, now get this, understand only one rule book, which is the rule book of the nuclear church. Furthermore, many of them think that the workbook of the extended church is wrong. Mm. Not just different, but wrong. I've actually heard that said to me directly. Everyone has. That business is not a ministry. That's right. I was told that by somebody in a church as as I started going down this path. Now we're changing that. A wise sage of the faith graces our microphones on our next episode. You won't want to miss it. For John Ramsden, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership.